Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Teddy Chronicles is a Maya Chronicles production. This was the right spot for me and, you know, for Venezia and then for me to come here is, uh, you know, when I talked to Venice, I, always, I had the, the feeling of a family pretty much. <laughs> Minuto numero 47 della ripresa, il pareggio del Venezia, la conclusione di Busio deviata da un difensore del Cagliari, la palla va a spiazzare Cragno, la beffa per il Cagliari, la esultanza da parte del Venezia. Che... Okay, it's time to welcome our very special guest. We've got Gianluca Busio from Venezia FC. Hello Gianluca, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. Thanks for having me. No, thank you for coming on. Obviously, record transfer fee, the star of Venezia. Everyone was so excited to see you once you made your transfer. My God, I was reading the interviews and not a single person in your past had anything even small to say. Even when they asked about your weaknesses, your exporting director was saying, he doesn't have any. He's, he's just, you know, he's wonderful. So I guess um, I'm going to hand over to Nikki to ask you questions but thank you so much for having us on and uh, I hope we uh, we don't yep. ask you too much. <laughs> I hope you're going to jump in with questions too Nina. Um, I'm going to start with something really obvious uh, Gianluca which is uh, I know you had a lot of, of options this summer and I know you had other clubs who were interested. Obviously you have an Italian father which I, I would guess might have influenced your decision to come to Italy, but even within Italy, there were different options. What led you to choose Venezia as, as the club that you wanted to make your, your first club in Europe coming over from sport in Kansas City? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think for me, it was always uh, going to be Italy. I think uh, with my, my, my dad being Italian and, you know, I just grew up watching the Serie A. And, you know, the, the more I played in the MLS, the, the more and more interest was coming from Italy. So it was kind of just uh, all written and, uh, you know, perfect for me. So I, I felt that this was the right spot for me. And, you know, for Venezia and for me to come here is, uh, you know, I talked to to some other clubs in the, the Serie A. 
And, you know, when I talked to Venice, I always, I had the the feeling of a a family pretty much, you know, even through calls, you could tell that they were a, you know, a tight knit group and everything was run more of a a family aspect. And they were, uh, you know, really just focused and they seemed uh, very interested in me as a, as a person and a player. So for me, I I felt most comfortable when I was, you know, talking to them. And I think that's what, uh, when I first moved to Kansas, that's what I was looking for. So kind of was looking for the same things and Venice offered that the the best. I think that's so interesting what you said about, uh, sorry, Mina, I just, I just want to pick up on that because it's really interesting to think about um, Kansas City specifically, because I know that um, that's something that they've really sort of focused on in Kansas City is they have like player programs that place young players with families. I know that's something you did when you first came over. You didn't mm-hmm. come with your mom to Kansas City. You went and were placed with a family. And it's just really interesting to hear you you say that there's something similar in Venice. Like, are you staying with a family in Venice, or are you um, are you going on your own now that you're now that you're 19 and you can do that sort of thing? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm on my own now. I think uh, I I grew out of uh, the host family phase. I think uh, um, obviously it was a, a brilliant system set up in Kansas for me. But you know, I think now that you know you're in the set AI and you know I'm I'm 19. I'm old enough now to to have my own apartment and you know obviously you know you, you make a little more money so i think uh now I, I definitely i live in my my apartment now and you know it's it's new to me i'm used i used to live with the host family for you know the the five years i was in kansas i you know i think i only lived maybe six months uh by myself so this is still all, all new to me the adulting side of the things is, is new to me but uh i have enjoyed it so far but yeah it's uh it, it has its pros and cons i think you know you have you know, when you're a younger kid and you're, you don't want to be alone, you know, you have your, your family to, or host family that can, you know, take care of you and, you know, you won't feel away from home. And then, you know, obviously you grow out of that and, uh, you know, now it's, it's nice to have some alone time, but it's also nice having the, the family with you no matter where you go. Yeah, that's so true. I mean, when I, when I look at the, it was interesting because we were obviously looking at Venezia and their ride coming forward and how they, they managed to get promoted. You look at Zanetti and you think he's, is such a clever coach, such a clever tactician, and has created a really nice atmosphere and, and harmony within the dressing room. Where is it? Obviously, like, you know, you've played in different roles. You sort of, you know, started up front because there were sometimes injuries. You are a midfielder. If you could choose your, like, ideal, where would you mm-hmm. always play? What, what is the, the, yeah, the role that you think suits you best? Um, yeah, I get that <laughs> a lot, actually. Um, I like attacking. I've always been a... I've always been an attacker. I think, uh, you know, when I was growing up, I'd always want, like, I like scoring and, and getting assists and I never wanted to defend. So, uh, for me now, it's still, you know, the kid in me that says, you know, I want to, I want to play the, the number 10 role. So that for me, I, I, you know, want to play attacking midfield, but also being on the field is just the, the main part of it. So if that's, uh, anywhere midfield, defending forward, I, I don't really care, but, you know, for me, you know, in my heart, I always want to be a, a number 10 and you know, that's what, uh, obviously, you know, I'm playing multiple roles, but you know, just, uh, I like scoring a lot and, and getting on the stat sheet. So for me, it's, uh, going forward. I like to be more. Do you feel that in Italy, you know, playing and in that role, you know, like you said, no, nobody really wants to defend, but are you forced into that a lot more? Obviously, um, is that something that you feel like, you know, defense is so important to Italians where you didn't feel like necessarily that you, you had more freedom elsewhere? 
Yeah, a hundred percent. I think, uh, especially in our team, obviously we're not, you know, the, the Milans or Napoli's where we can, you know, go out and, you know, cruise through games sometimes. So we have to, the main part of our, our, you know, team is to defend. I think, uh, if you don't have that side of it, then you can't attack really. I think the attack starts with the defense. So you need players who, uh, you know, are, are going to want to defend. Even if they're not great at it, it's about, you know, the mentality of it. And, and I think that's what I'm learning now. It's not that you're a good 1v1 defender. If you're strong, if you're fast, it's, you know, if you want to want to win the ball, if you want to defend, then, you know, you can do it. So especially with uh, Zanetti as our coach now, he's uh, he's very, very big on that. He can say all the tactics in the world and come up with master plans. But if, you know, there's not 11 guys on the field who would, you know, put their body on the line to stop a goal, then, you know, you're not going to play. And uh, that's something that he's been very, very hard about. And, you know, you know, on the, the other side, on the offensive side, it's more about, you know, creativity and, and be free. But, you know, everybody has to defend first to get there. I, I'm curious because actually um, Peach for me is at Sporting Kansas City is also very much like a, a everyone has to team effort defend kind of manager, right? Like he's not someone who is going to let you off with that sort of being an attacker and, and not not chipping in. I don't think that's something that you see in his style either. But of course, we hear a lot, yeah. even within Europe, we hear a lot from English players or, or players from other countries who go to Italy that they can be surprised by how tactical the game is, by how much the focus is on specifics of tactics. Was that a, a shock at all for you coming to Italy? Is Zanetti like that or did you find it more similar than you're expecting? Um, no, it's definitely what everybody says about it. It's a very tactical league. I think every game we have, we have a a different game plan every you know every other game we'll have something new to try to exploit the them and and you know how we're going to defend them and uh I, I like it a lot i think i'm I'm learning so much about the game from from each game i'm just learning a lot uh you know different ways to you know break down teams different ways to defend and it's something that you know i didn't really know much about and obviously i watch a lot a lot of games and you know in my free time i watch premier league the other city i games so i'm learning a lot but you know, the, the best way to learn for me is, you know, really being out there and, and, and doing it. So uh, it uh, it surprised me a little bit, but it wasn't, you know, anything I didn't expect. I knew that this was the the one of the biggest, you know, sides of it was the, the tactics and everything. And as a player, I think if you have that, you know, you learn that side of the game, the tactics and the you know defensive side of it, it can only help you as a player, really. So you obviously love football and you watch a lot of it, uh, like you're saying, the Premier League or Serie A. Serie used to be obviously always like cliche, defensive and boring and a little bit predictable. And that's all changed, um, even if we judge by the weekend games, including Venezia's against Verona. So if it was up to you, you know, is Serie somewhere that you'd like to stay for a while and develop? Um, is it a long term strategy or is there a league that you would like to try one day? Where would you like to be or eventually end up? Um, yeah, it's a. Uh... That's a tough question. I think um, yeah, I think I want to play everywhere. I think uh, I think obviously, you know, kids growing up, they always watch the the best games, the Champions League games, the the Premier League, obviously, and all the top leagues. So for me, I I'm I'm happy where I'm at now, and obviously I'm in the you know top five league in the world right now. So uh, I think I'm I'm happy where I where I'm at. But you know, in the end, for me. As a player, there's not a uh, you know one league that I'm you know working towards. Obviously, I, I in the MLS I was working towards to make it mm. to Europe, and you know now that I'm here, it's it's uh, it's about more staying here. And then you know wherever it takes me, you never know. I think uh, when I was in in Kansas, I I didn't really you know 
or choose one team already or one league. I was seeing what the options were. So I think that's how I always go by it. If, you know, there's, you know, offers in, in Germany that'll be, that I think will be a good fit for me or in the Premier League, you know, that has everything, you know, it's just the right timing and everything, then, you know, I'm trying open to trying everything. So um, I'm, I'm definitely happy where I'm at. And if my career ends up, you know, being a, a veteran in the Serie A, then it's a pretty good career, I would say. What, what, what are your, like, do, so do you me? think that you're, I was just going to say, do you think your father might push you towards Inter because, <laughs> you know, his allegiance <laughs> <laughs> to the club at all? <laughs> uh, um, yeah, maybe, maybe he, he might try to keep it to himself, but I can definitely see him, you know, further down the road if I, you know, continue to improve and Inter comes calling, he's definitely going to be, you know, push me to go, but you know, also he's uh, he's just happy with whatever I want. You know, he's more <laughs> yeah, about, obviously he's a big Inter supporter, but he's also my dad, so <laughs> he's uh, supporting me through everything. And and uh, <laughs> and you know, when I chose Kansas when I was 14 years old, he was all aboard, and you know, he's wearing Sporting KC jerseys every day, and you know, now he's wearing Venezia jerseys. So uh, I think he's just gonna you know be there wherever it is, and you know, in the back of deep down, he probably wants me to go to enter but we'll see when we get there <laughs> i feel like in terms of his jerseys you've done him you've done him a solid there Gianluca. they're two pretty good looking strips i think the sporting kansas city one has got a yeah. style to it venezia's got i want to know what he thought actually if you got you... lucky on that side <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah really honestly like a fashion he's in a family now <laughs> i want to know what he thought of you um going with the uh, u.s national team was there ever any part of him that was like hey you could hold out and and, and play for italy was that ever a conversation or was that not a not at all oh um uh, it's i think uh i think growing up it was never a conversation just because i i grew up in america and never really had the opportunities to to play for the italian national team and you know by the time i you know got to even being in the question of making a the Italian national team, I was kind of already on the the U.S. team. So, um, yeah. But like I said, he's a he he's lived in America for most of his life now, so he's an American fan just as much as he is a, a, an Italian fan. But uh, yeah, I think for me, he was he's also a he's a very hard a uh, hard guy. He's very strict on you, and you know if you score three goals, he'll tell you the one that you missed. He'll bring up so. <laughs> He's kind of like that. So always growing up, it was more of a, you know, maybe you can't, you know, the U.S. obviously is not on the levels of Italy yet. So it was always just saying, you know, just make a national team and then then we'll talk. But, uh, you know, obviously Italy is the Euro winner. So it's kind of, it'll be hard to break into that team, especially at a young age. Did you, um, did you watch the Euros this summer? Were you with, in Venice already when that happened? I guess you must have been. No, no, not yet, actually. I was in... Um, I was actually with the the U.S. team. Oh, actually, that was my yeah. first call. <laughs> I was uh, I was watching the games at, in the hotel for the the U.S. team. Yeah, but you were cheering for Italy, right? You're cheering for both. Of course, he was cheering for Italy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was. <laughs> um, it, was there a player? Well, is there a player that once you've come in, you're like, oh, I really, really want to play against him, you know, or or I'm totally like, I didn't realize how good he is now that you have played against him. Yeah, there were a couple. Sadly, actually, you know, the timing was pretty bad when when uh, Ronaldo left and Lukaku. They both left as soon as I joined. Yeah. <laughs> so that was uh, that was pretty pretty sad. But uh, obviously, every every team that I played so far has you know one or two players who 
who I've been, you know, who I've watched before in, in big games, who I've, you know, played FIFA with or something. So every game is kind of a, a, a special game just for, for me as a, as a, as a fan, really. And, uh, you know, obviously when you play the, the big teams, the Milans and Inters, there's all, the whole team pretty much are, you know, high quality players who are the best of the best. And, you know, it's, uh, I can name all the starting 11 and I could say I was uh, impressed by all of them. Yeah, I, I guess like uh, coming to to Serie A and, and this first season and, and and testing yourself against those players. Have you been surprised that you've been able to hold your own, or have you were you expecting to be able to hold your own? Like, what was your expectation coming into this season? Mm, yeah, great question. Um, I didn't really know what to expect. If I'm being honest, I I knew that. Uh, you know, I had the an MLS, it's a, obviously it's a it's a different level. You're not, you know, it's not the level of the, the Serie A. So uh, I, I did well in the MLS and, you know, obviously did well enough to make the jump to, to Europe. And, you know, like I said, I'm always trying new things and I always want to try new things. And, you know, I, I, I've always thought I was a I'm a pretty good player. And uh, when I made it to, to Europe, I was kind of just interested to see you know, how, how can I hold up? And obviously the, the first couple games, you know, I, I, I played well and, you know, that made me think that, Hey, I, I can, I can do this also. So it kind of gave me a little confidence, but I also don't want to, you know, be too high on the highs and low on the lows. Cause you know, obviously there's, I've, I've played a couple games where it's like, Oh, maybe, you know, I didn't play so well. And, you know, you know, you think uh, maybe you're not ready for this level, but for me, I think just, it's going to happen. You know, there's times where you're not, you're not doing great. There's times when you're doing amazing and just to stay focused for me and, you know, expect uh, anything really and just be ready for everything is uh, what I try to do. Seria Chronicles is excited to partner with Kalido Media, an Australian digital media agency specializing in website design and development and digital marketing. The Kalido Media team has a diverse range of digital skills, including helping our podcast by managing its social media accounts and editing videos for YouTube. Whether you're looking to enhance your website to attract new business or find an audience via social media marketing to generate leads and sales, Kalido Media will work with you to develop a customized digital strategy for your business. They've had a lot of success in generating leads and driving online traffic for various types of businesses, including home builders, renovators, and kitchen cabinetry professionals, commercial cleaning, and even tennis coaches. So if you're looking to attract new eyeballs to your business to generate leads and drive sales, visit calidomedia.com.au to get in touch with the team to discuss a strategy to fire up your business, connect with your ideal audience, and communicate your message. Fire up, connect, and communicate with Kalido Media. See the link in the show notes. I was just curious to know if um, if there was something that Zanetti has spoken to you about. Like, has he got goals for you? Like, has he got targets for you? Or is it like things he wants you to improve? Or are there like specific things that he sets along the way, like milestones? I'm curious as to how that that whole dynamic works with you and a new manager coming into a new club. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think we've, we, we haven't really hit on that yet. I don't, I don't know if that's a, uh, you know, obviously I'm not, you know, like my goal right now is to, to win games. And I think that's his goal even more than mine is to, to win. 
And uh, I think right now that's that's the main focus. So obviously you can talk about, you know, player goals and, and milestones to hit. But if the team does well, then, you know, pretty much each player is going to it's going to benefit each player. So uh, um, as of right now, it's you know, obviously it's our first year in the, the city where we just got promoted. So it's about staying up first but then maybe once, you know, further down the road you can talk player goals and what you want to hit but the the first step is just staying in the Serie A and you know that's what we're fighting for actually speaking of Zanetti he said in like one of his first press conferences that he's learning English I mean obviously it is under American ownership so many of the people there are American that work there and obviously the players um now as well so what is like your first language in the dressing room is it a lot of Italian or is it a lot of English and and Zanetti's trying to keep up and telling you the tactics or has his English improved? <laughs> yeah, his English has definitely improved. He's uh, when he, I think, I think when he's talking one on one with obviously you know English speaking players, he he'll 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 try to speak in English. But uh, when it's uh, when it's kind of towards the team, it's always in Italian. And you know, I think most of the guys now who are English speakers, they've you know learned Italian well enough to understand what he's saying and. You know, he, he obviously tries his best, but we also have, you know, assistant coaches and, and, you know, trainers who speak English well, where if we don't understand something, they can, they can translate it. But, um, yeah, I think pretty much everybody speaks a little bit of English, I would say. I think, uh, mainly in the locker room, it's the, the Italians are, are near us. And obviously the English players are in a group speaking English to each other. Then they're, they're speaking Italian. And then, you know, we'll, we'll joke around and we'll try to speak Italian to them they'll make fun of us and then they'll speak English to us and we'll make fun of them. So it's uh no, it's a, it's a good group though. And everybody's trying to learn. Do you, do you know, Gianluca, like, cause I grew up in England with an Italian dad, right? So I, I have a sort of similar family background to what you have. And my dad definitely from a young age was kicking our butts, my brother and I, to make sure that we would speak Italian um, pretty good. How's your Italian? Was that something your dad did at home? <laughs> I know you had holidays in, in Italy and stuff when you were younger. Uh, yeah, no, he didn't, he gave up on us pretty early. He, um, he didn't, uh, he didn't really speak much Italian to us. I think now, I think I need to get on to him for it. Now that I actually live in Italy, I could have been very, very useful at this time. But, um, obviously, you know, like I said, he's lived in America for, for a while now. And obviously my mom's American and his whole family's American. So, uh, he, uh, he speaks all English to us. And, you know, when we came to Italy, he would always, he'd always kind of just speak Italian to us. And that's when he'd forget all his English. When we were in Italy with his family, he'd, you know, act like he wasn't American. He'd, he'd uh, leave us out to be when they were speaking to us. We have to try to figure out what they were saying. But uh, he's, uh, so yeah, that's what he's like. <laughs> is, is his family looking after you? Like are all his sort of um, Italian family coming down there and checking in on you? Yeah, they uh they they come to games. Obviously, uh, I'm I actually live with my uh, brother now, so he speaks very good Italian. So he helps me a lot. And uh, uh, yeah, obviously, my family is only two hours away from me now. So when they have obviously they work and everything, so it's difficult. But uh, they uh they try to come to the games and everything. And I think I I was with my cousins yesterday actually. And you know I definitely need to to go back to to Brescia and, and spend a day with them or two. But uh, it's just been difficult with the schedule and everything. You guys are busy. You guys are busy. Yes, but I think you're you're significantly open to tell me who's going to be the top four of Serie A. I'm going to put you on the spot, Gianluca. <laughs> I, I, I know it's only been 16 games, so it's still really early days. 
But which teams uh, do you reckon have like yeah. really impressed you and you think, yeah, they're going to do it? Okay. Um, <laughs> well, hopefully us. <laughs> but um, nah, I don't know. Um, I would say Milan, Napoli, Atalanta, and Inter. I think those are the the four toughest teams I've I've faced personally. So, and seeing how they play, also I think they they have what it takes to finish in the, yeah. the top four. I think I'm a Juve fan, and uh, our producer is a Roma fan, so we're both very upset. <laughs> hey, we, we haven't played Juve yet, so I'll let you know after that game. Yeah. But by the way, Simon, that means not Roma. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> I, I I guess we should um, ask about. I'm sorry to ask about it because I know you only played the last half. We should ask about the Verona game in at the weekend since it's just happened. That was a crazy match, Gianluca. I don't know how you experienced that um, from someone who was starting on the bench, then came into it, going from three 0 up to to four three. How that how that was for you? Yeah, obviously uh, it wasn't great. I mean, we we had a, a a good first half. I mean, one of our best halves of the, the year, really. And obviously, when you're up three zero, you don't really think about you know losing the game that much. So uh, uh, I think this is the second half we kind of we fell apart a little bit. I think uh, teams in the Serie A will punish you, and and that's what happened to us. We we kind of fell asleep, and you know we were missing passes, and you know just the 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 mentality kind of dropped for the group and like I said the teams here will, will punish you for that so that's what happened and you know obviously it's uh it's points that are that could be crucial for us and you know we're all extremely extremely you know just disappointed with that result and and you know it's just uh it's not a good feeling but you know obviously we can also take this as a as a learning point and and you know hope to never have that feeling again and try to just move on from it and and learn and and take uh take it on to the next game. To ask a more positive uh, question about the the experience of, of of I suppose that game fits into all of them, but the stadium you're playing at, the Stadio Penza, we've talked about it on this show before. It's such an extraordinary stadium. You know, I I cover football in Europe and get to to see some some special stadiums, but that's such a particular one. Being out there in the middle of the lagoon, what's it like playing in there? What's what's that like? It's uh, it's crazy, especially I how think... the weather changes as well. Yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, it's unreal. I I love it. It's uh, it's uh, it's not a, a giant stadium. It's not one of those the San Siro or anything. But it's uh, it's just it feels good to play in it. You know, it's so the the fans feel like they're they're on the field with you. You know, you know they're right 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 there. And obviously, there's a, a lot of support, and they're just you know going crazy. So the just the stadium and the atmosphere, every game is is unreal. And obviously, see the you can see the water if you walk uh you know outside a little bit and just everything it's it's all new and it's uh not something that i ever would expect to, to play in but you know now it's uh you know kind of feels like my home and you know i've enjoyed every second we've played there and what about the welcome because you know obviously like a lot of people say like when they're playing for napoli you know the fans are so involved in napoli and it's so heated that fans are coming up to you all the time asking for pictures asking you know for more information Whereas sort of perhaps in Turin, they tend to leave you alone a little bit. How have you found it in Venice over there? Do you feel like you can maintain some level of privacy or is it like, no, no, just give me a moment, please? <laughs> uh, no, it's the, I think uh, it's, a, it's a good balance here. I think obviously I'm not, you know, as a you know famous celebrity or, or <laughs> on that level yet to where I would be 
you know, crowded with, with picture <laughs> to be crowded with uh, pictures or anything, but it's a, it's a good amount. I think, uh, I think going around, you know, when I go into Venice and, you know, do shopping or something, there's definitely, you know, a couple, a couple people who will just ask for pictures or anything and stuff like that. But it's also, it's kind of a very, you know, friendly and, and family aspect. They, they kind of just, they just think it's cool to meet you, you know they want to have a conversation with you and you know just ask about you know the games and, and life really it's not really it doesn't feel like a fan it feels like a you know a general just interested you know supporter and you know they want to talk to you and ask uh you know questions about life and everything so that's what i've uh it's different you know they they're really 100 percent supporting you and you know maybe at bigger clubs it's it's a little different and uh you know i haven't experienced that yet i don't know and uh but for me I'm also only 19, so when people come up to me and ask pictures, you know, I'm I'm just as happy as them, really, because this is all new to me, and I, I enjoy all of it. That's really interesting, because that relationship you described sounds quite similar to what I perceived, at least, of the fan relationship in Kansas City, where the fans seemed quite sort of to have this relaxed and, and friendly relationship with the team quite often. Um, were there any sort of other cultural aspects that have surprised you? Is there anything that, about the sort of the culture shock that moving to Italy that has caught you off guard or has it been smooth sailing? Um, no, like I said, I, I've, uh, I've been here a lot. I think my, my dad's taught me a lot about it and I've been here multiple times to know what the, the culture is like and kind of get adapted to it before. But um, yeah, it's, it's everything that, you know, I, I expected really, obviously it get moving anywhere new is uh, going to take some getting used to. So, uh, I think now I'm I'm more adapted to it, and uh, I feel like an uh, an Italian now. But uh, I think the the main thing was for me was just the the food's a little different here. Obviously, it's amazing food, but it's you know before games we're only having pasta, and, and it's really only pasta. So uh, that's uh that's something I get you know as a soccer player living in America, you get you know it's a different kind of setting when you eat. You know, just uh, grab a quick meal and and go home. But here it's uh you know, sit down, enjoy your meal, have everything and, you know, talk and everything. So I've enjoyed it, but it's just, just that's really interesting. Culture. I've heard that before, like the, the sit down meal thing. And also what about the level of nutrition? Is that sort of different? Because I mean, there, there was a lot of talk about, you know, things, certain things being banned, obviously when Italian textures go abroad, there's always stories of them banning mayonnaise and banning anything, you know, do you feel like you have like a list of these are the acceptable things that you're allowed to eat or do you have a certain level of, of freedom, let's say, when it comes to your nutrition? Yeah, I think for me, I've always, um, I've been a you know professional for for uh, you know five or six years now. So I think I've I've learned what my body you know needs and what I can eat, and you know if I want to have a cheat day, what I can have. So uh, I think uh, I don't have like a, a nutritionist. I think uh, I I can I'm professional enough to take care of that myself and. You know, if I know I'm not eating well for the past week, then it will show on the field. And uh, so I just I try to take care of it myself. And obviously, in Italy, you have to find, you know, obviously different things because it's not the same as America. So I'm still trying to find, you know, what I can have to snack and everything like that. But uh, I think I can, you know, I, I'm learning on my own and that's how I've always done it. There was a really funny scene in the um, All or Nothing series, you may have watched it with Juventus, where Weston McKenney is talking to Giorgio Chiellini about ranch dressing. And Chiellini's <laughs> response to that is, is, um, is hilarious. Um, do, do you, um, I'm curious, like, are you uh, in contact with Weston? And obviously you've got Tanner 
um, with you in, in Venezia? Do the American cohort in Italy have like a WhatsApp group? Are you guys in contact? Yeah, somewhat. I think uh, obviously me and Tanner are are um, extremely close. You know, we're the Americans on the team and we live in the, the same apartment complex. So we're always doing stuff together. And obviously the national team guys are always are tight and you know i think i i just started going to getting my call up so i think me and me and weston are, are you know you know we're friends now and you know we we'll talk every once in a while at camps and uh you know obviously we're going through the same things obviously he's been here longer than me but we've been been going through the same things and uh yeah it's just nice to to know there's other americans here and especially in venice tanner's helped me a lot just with everything and and just going through the same stuff as me I've got one other really important question about food and it's very important just because I, I was, as I said, lived um, close to Kansas City. So I know this is a topic. Is it Joe's KC for you or is it Gates BBQ? Which is the best? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm a big Gates fan. I've always been Gates. It was the first first barbecue I went to when I, was, when I moved there. So kind of has a special place in my heart. <laughs> This is the one out of this whole interview, you know, this is going to be the big headline. This is the one that's going to cause a stir back home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I also, I also read that you use, you play like the, another one of those silly questions, but when you play FIFA, you always choose Manchester United, not because you love them, but because they're just, you know, they always win on FIFA. Do you still choose them when you're playing FIFA? Um, yeah, somewhat. I think, um, Hmm. I don't know who I use. Cause I kind of play ultimate team where you choose players from, from different Everyone. teams and you make, make one team. So, uh, I don't know, but I, I think if I really need to win a game, obviously now I'd probably choose, I don't want to be, you know, one of those guys, but I'd probably choose PSG to win a game when, um, obviously Manchester United <laughs> is, is, uh, Manchester United is still up there, especially now that they have Ronaldo and, Obviously, Pogba has been one of my my favorite players to watch, and he's great to play with. Also, they, I think, yeah, I choose Manchester United to be top five for sure. How do you feel about your stats in FIFA? Have you checked them? Are they are they accurate? Are you happy with them? <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> I think uh, obviously, I, as a you know, I'm gonna say I'm low rated, but uh, it's a it's a start. You have to start somewhere. I am only 19, and it's my second year in FIFA, so um, you know, I think it's. Um, I think I have some work to do, but also it's even though it's low rated, it's pretty pretty well rounded. I think all my stats are are very similar, even though they're not great. So I think if I you know continue to play well, and they can all go up together. Okay, and I, I promise this is the, like the last question for sneaky ones to come back with me. But is there like a favorite player? Because you mentioned Pogba as being one of your favorite players. So is there sort of like one that you totally idolize and and like really appreciate watching? Um, or a handful, let's say, of players that you look up mm -hmm. to, you would like to emulate or anything like that. You know, do you have your posters up? <laughs> um, I think I, I think I'd have more of a handful. I just, like I said, I watch a lot of games, so I think I just, you know, watch a, a lot of players really. And I think obviously growing up, I've said Peter Lowe a lot, and he's always been one and that I've always watched growing up, especially as as a kid. I'd always watch him, and obviously, like I said, I watched Serie A and Italian soccer. So when he was, you know playing in the world cup and you know playing amazing and just so calm and his hair and everything just you know really <laughs> intrigued, intrigued me as a kid but uh i think more recently i would say pogba is definitely up there i like hazard and and ozil when they were 
in the Premier League and when they were I don't know why but I remember the watching those games when they were you know on top of their game and I would always watch the Chelsea and Arsenal games just for for those two I think it was I don't know 2016 or 17 when they were the best players by far and you know I just just the way they played and how smooth it was and just everything about them I just really enjoyed to watch all midfielders <laughs> Oh, thank you so much, Chanduka. I don't want to keep you guys um, for too long because I mean, it would be a really great favor here to have you on board. Um, but thank you so much for talking to us. Thank you for sharing your experiences with Venezia. Thank you for making us look like what, I mean, for making us watch a Venezia side that's super fashionable and actually <laughs> good at football. I mean, that was like, honestly, there's just been so many games where I've been totally gripped, but I am a huge fan of Venezia and I love the team that they're building now. So... Congratulations and good luck Thanks. in the future. Yeah. 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 Thank you guys for having me. Just going to echo what Mina said. It's been wonderful talking to you and good luck. Hope <coughs> the, next, the next bit goes well and you get through to Christmas and get all of about probably two days off you get, but some sort of break. <laughs> awesome. Sounds good. Thank you guys. Network.